for Busy Blokes. Welcome to episode three of Discipleship for Busy Blokes. I'm absolutely delighted to have Robson with me from Birmingham City Church. Hello everyone. Yeah, <laughs> great to have you uh, on the show, Robson. It's really, really good. Tell us about your family and your children and what you do for a living, just to kick us off. Um, just to, to let you know, I'm 46 years old yep. and uh, um, I am a mar- married man. Yep. Um, uh, I'm married with Silvana, an excellent wife, excellent mother, yeah. uh, mother of three of our kids, so yeah. uh, Luca, Luigi and Julia. So you've got three kids in your three house. Three kids, one is 22, one is 18, and Julia seven years old. One of the things I wanted to say uh, on this podcast was we had a, uh, a person ring in and leave us a message, and I was very pleased about that because on the message they kind of explained how the podcast has helped them. And um, if it's okay with you, Robson, I'm just going to play that back and we can have a listen to that. Um, it's from a gent called uh, uh, Les Fearon, mm-hmm. uh, Lesmond Fearon, and he was, I think, driving in his car because I could hear his indicators going. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to uh, just let us know uh, what the podcast was doing for him. So I'm just going to play that, if that's okay. Yes, fantastic. Hi, uh, Pastor Nick. It's uh, Lesmond here. I'm just calling to say thanks very much for making... Uh, these Empower meetings available by um, by recording so that we can actually listen to them. I find that uh, very, very good. This year, my work schedule has just completely been bizarre. So unfortunately, I haven't been able to um, be there at all. Um, it's just been a really, really bizarre year. But um, still, have an interest and I was great. it was great just to see that, you know, there is a facility to that's made available for some of us that just can't be there even though we really want to be. So um, thanks very much. Hope you get this message and I'll speak to you soon. God bless. One other thing that we also tried was we tried to create a bit of a jingle. So I, I went to Luca uh, in our food bank. Do you know Luca? I think you of do, course, don't you? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. know Luca for more than 10 years. Oh, wow. So you guys <laughs> go back. And uh, Luca very kindly had a go at creating a little jingle for us when he it. was singing. So I'll play this and see what you think. Have a listen. So the singing part goes like this. This is discipleship for busy blow, busy blokes, busy blokes. <laughs> That's so much fun. He said. He said to me afterwards. He just had loads and loads of fun, uh, you know, recording that. So uh, we'll include that at some points in the in the podcast. So Luke anyway, is amazing. Luke is a great amazing, guy. Yes, he is. I know He's... him from many many years. You know, yeah. many many years. I met him first in in Sicily, yeah. in Italy, when I used to actually live. Among his family, his, his oh, father, wow. Pastor, Pastor Vito, wow. and I know his mom, sisters, and all the family. He's a great guy. Yeah, no, thanks for that. I didn't know that you guys uh, went back that far. That's great. Uh, yeah, Luca, just for those of you listening, Luca is our food bank manager, but he's also in our worship team because he's got a great voice, and uh, it's, it was nice to ask him to do that, and we have, we have laughed a lot about his jingle uh, around the office. Um, so, yeah, let's get into uh, just talking a little bit, Robson, about your story. Um, uh, just tell me a little bit, when did you decide to become a uh, Jesus follower, uh, a Christian, and what kind of impact has that had in your life? That happened many, many years ago in my life. Basically, I was born uh, in a Christian family, among a Christian family. My father, he's an evangelical pastor, my uncles, my cousins, so I grew up in church. But I decided to follow Jesus when I when I was probably 13, 14 years old, uh-huh. um, and I had my ups and downs, but then um, I, I really, really decided to follow Jesus okay. uh, when I met my wife, mm-hmm. Silvana, 
and that was back in 1996 so from from that onwards yes and the impact was tremendous um, you know uh, from the guy that was going around 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 chasing my own tail let's say this way yeah I actually uh, was put back on the right direction by the by the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life that's amazing. And what was it about Silvana that kind of drew you back to faith? Was she a committed Christian herself? Silvana was very fresh. Mm. Uh, and, and, and let's say Silvana had uh, accepted Jesus um, very recently on that time. Okay, so right. So it was a kind of first love okay, uh, to yeah. Jesus. And then uh, I remember when she did ask me straight away, when we first met each other, if, if I was Christian. Yeah. And I was like, oops. What shall I say? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I didn't yeah. hesitate. I said yes. Yeah. Uh, I said I- I'm a little bit away, but uh, but yes, mm-hmm. that is my 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 roots are based on that. So yeah. I couldn't deny that. Sure. So yes. <laughs> Fantastic. And so you got married, and uh, you've been a Christian since kind of the mid '90s. Um, now I just wanted to ask you a little bit. You've been in our church for quite a long time now. How long have you been at Birmingham Since City Church? Since 2006. 2006. So you've been here 13 years, haven't you? Yes. 14 years or, or whatever. Um, now, the last couple of years, you um, you requested some prayer for a pretty difficult season in your life. Just tell some of our listeners, or tell our listeners, um, what what was the difficulty that you went through? Well, um, last year, back in June last year. When I used to, I, I was still working for a big, big company and I, under a lot of pressure and uh, stress and, uh, and difficulties. Um, I've, um, I've started feeling really strange, very uncomfortable around my, my tummy. Okay. And, um, and then uh, I did seek some, some uh, um, doctor's uh, uh, device and and they said to me that I, I had um, uh, gallstones. Um, gallstones, really? Gallstone, yeah. My, they can be very painful, can't they? It was, uh, was tremendous painful. Really? Um, and then they actually diagnosed that, and then my, my gallbladder was full. And when I had the, the crisis, I was literally on the floor. Um, I, I was um, in agony. And I remember for several times I couldn't speak. I remember being, uh, uh, they call it, I think it blue lighted. Really? To, to uh, the what hospital. Was that with the hospital? Yeah. Hospital uh, visit. Wow. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I was, uh, I remember once I was on the, on the my downstairs of my house and um, uh, my wife was already upstairs um, in bed and uh, I was watching TV and then suddenly. Uh, it looks like I was about to die because the pain was so strong, so sharp that I couldn't breathe properly. I couldn't speak. And wow. I remember uh, that I just uh, managed to call her and uh, all that uh, she did was to call the ambulance. Sure, yeah. And that was terrible. Is there anything that you, anything else that you've ever felt that was like it? Just to try and let people know what that felt like. Uh, was... No, because no? the pain is so sharp and so intense, mm-hmm. which you can't breathe properly, you okay. can't speak, you can't even think, because um, uh, when the the gallbladder was uh, uh, cramps, it cramps, it cramps into the stones inside. Oh wow! Yeah, and mm. it's terrible. Okay, so you you went off to the hospital three uh, times. Three times, 
And uh, what was the what was the diagnosis? What did they say that they were going to do for you? Um, they said that I had uh, I needed the surgery. Uh, that was a hundred percent sure I needed the surgery. Okay. Um, but they they never uh, told me when, because um, my case wasn't uh, life threatened, so I could actually. So you just be had to live with the pain, basically. Yeah. So they gave me a a medicine called cocodamol. Okay. And they gave me the five hundred. Uh, mills or grinders, the strength, grind, yeah. strength mm-hmm. that you know one that they could give me, and then I remember by the end, I I couldn't cope with that anymore. They gave me one was uh, which was um, I had to dissolve in water, okay, because my stomach was already suffering, so. So you're on some heavyweight painkillers heavy with this thing. Painkillers and, and that they couldn't give you a date for when they could do the surgery. No, because um, for those that, I know there's people out there, they know what I'm talking about here. The, um, the hospitals uh, on West Midlands, they, they are on, uh, under the same umbrella now. Mm-hmm. So um, the Midlands, like the Solihull, West Midlands and, uh, and the um, Birmingham City uh, Hospital, they are under the same uh, administration. So they had to postpone a lot of surgeries. Okay. Uh, in terms, uh, in terms to reorganize the, the 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 situation. So my case was just postponed and postponed and postponed so many times, mm-hmm. uh, which I was losing faith on that. Well, I became aware of your situation because I think you approached me one day after church. You said, "Ah, oh, Pastor Nick, would you please pray about this and." You, you explained it to me and I could see you weren't well and that you lost weight and so on. What did, what did it do to you physically, this, this pain? Um, first of all, I could not um, be a proper father for my kids, especially the little one, because, you know, when your, your, your kids ask you, let's say, let's go to the park, daddy, and then you are afraid if you have that crumb you know, on that situation could be terrible and I could be literally on the floor. Also, I had um, a problem of uh, driving because every time I had to take the, the, the medicine, I couldn't drive because the dizziness of, as, a, as a side effect. Also, my job requires me uh, pretty much all the time under the, you know, behind the, the computer. Sure, yeah. And, mm. You know, um, I couldn't do my job properly. So this and had a pretty devastating impact on you all around, around your whole life, basically, didn't it? Yes, it was. Also, I've lost a lot of weight, um, two stones. Wow, a, okay. Yeah. yeah. So two. But, but that was also kind of physique loss, wasn't it? Because it wasn't, you're, not, you're not a fat guy, you know, to put it bluntly. You're, you're somebody that's worked out and you've got quite a, you know, you're quite physical. But really, you lost muscle mass, didn't you? Yes, and, and I that, did. Yeah, okay. Yes, I did. And um, I remember since, let's say, from June 2018, up to the point I did approach you, I was already, like, I was on the limit, on mm-hmm. the edge of yeah. my... I couldn't, I couldn't carry on like that. Yeah. So I put my hands up and I said, guess what? I need help. Mm-hmm. But I, I need help from, from God. Just talk, talk to us a little bit about that. I'm, I mean, I know that I've sent you some prayers as texts on your phone. 
How did you cope with that before God, and what did you got? What did you ask God to do for you? Obviously, to bring the, before, the, the surgery forward. I know that, but yeah. how did you deal with it? No, with God? before that, um, I was asking God for for strength first of all, mm -hmm. and I was really begging God for. Uh, I was saying mercy on me, God, because I'm not thinking you know as i should be thinking i'm not um, doing i'm not performing as a professional as i should and i'm not being a father that i should because of this situation because of this situation and the problem that I'm, I'm i'm going through but i i i had faith every time i was even talking to god i wasn't actually literally like praying like bending my knees on the floor or, or, or mm. that kind of prayer. I was literally talking to God through my day, especially when I was feeling that very uncomfortable pain and or that fine pain going through all day long. I was like, God, have mercy. Please take this pain away. And, um, you know, that was before actually approaching you, Pastor. Sure, yeah, yeah. Were there any verses or passages of scripture that helped you, or was it more of a kind of a daily conversation with God? That was a daily conversation, uh -huh. but um, you know, I, I honestly speaking, um, I was only talking to God, and uh, you know, I, I sing. You know, I'm part of the worship team, yeah, mm -hmm. and um, most of the time I was singing in spirit, okay, and mm -hmm. in in my mind I was like meditating some songs, and then. Uh, not specifically one song, but uh, yeah. you know, "Oceans" was one of the songs that That's gave, great me, song, isn't it? gave yeah. me strength to carry on. Uh, and uh, yeah. have you got have you got any advice for blokes who may be listening, who are dealing with pain as a part of their lives? What what would you say to them, having gone through this season, um, about how to cope? Have you got any counsel for them? Well, I would say that um, nothing that you're going through will last forever. First Very of true. all, mm -hmm. okay. Second, um, you have to trust God with all your strength. Doesn't matter what the doctor said to you, what the system said to you. Doesn't matter. What matters is your faith. That will count. That is the first thing you have to think. If you have a faith, even though if that faith is just a little one, doesn't matter. That will count before God. That will be like a big faith. Yeah. So never give up. Great. Oh yeah. God! Yeah, and it's fantastic advice. That's so helpful, and I hope that that's really encouraging to anyone listening that's maybe going through pain now. Discipleship for busy blokes. Tell us how it then unfolded, because you just kind of locked. You came to see me. We prayed a bit, and sometimes I sent you prayers and tried to encourage you. You kind of locked down and just kind of managed to get through, didn't you? Yes. Um, when you you started sending me the the text uh, with the prayers. And I was, that was particularly in the morning, if I remember well. Mm -hmm. uh, that was kind of my breakfast. <laughs> A prayer in, breakfast. In, God, yeah. in God's presence. Yeah, because sure. I remember once I was receiving those texts, I was reading uh, in loud voice. Uh, looks like I was praying that prayer before God, uh -huh. as was my prayer. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I remember sending you uh, a thanks, and uh, and in both hands together like that. So, so thank <laughs> yeah. you very much. Yeah, I remember getting those. Yeah. Actually, the amen 
which means I was a I did agree I was agreeing with that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I, I'm 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 sure I'm a hundred percent sure that God was actually listening mm -hmm. and uh, seeing uh, the attitude mm -hmm. because the attitude I think that uh, was counting. Mm -hmm. Because if I was just receiving your text, Pastor Nick, and just uh, just reading it and then say, okay, thanks. But I think the attitude before God counts. God is looking not your appearance, not what you're wearing or the car you're driving now. Maybe listen to us, but God is uh, looking on your attitude before him. That's such a, that's such a scriptural thing to say, because if you cast your mind back to, you know, like when uh, God chooses David and he sends Samuel along to Jesse's household mm -hmm. and uh, Samuel thinks it's all the other brothers doesn't he and mm -hmm. then God says to Samuel well I don't really look on the outward appearance I look at what's going on in the heart okay. it's so true isn't it yeah so it's for you you would say then it's more about your heart attitude is how is it it's it, that's how to get things done in front of God yes because I think that the the, the compassionate heart will move God's you know heart as well yeah yeah. And God will send the Holy Spirit towards that. That's great. I, I, now, you got a date, didn't you? And then they put it back, didn't they? <laughs> yes. It was like a, oh, it was like just the worst, wasn't it? And I, I remember yes. you told me about that. And we, we tried to pray that date in and seal it in. And then it got shifted, didn't it? I had a letter from the NHS. Uh -huh. And then I remember when I did receive that letter, it was like a celebration. Whoa, we got the letter. We got the date. Yeah. And yes, and basically... That letter I took uh, for a doctor on Solihull Hospital, which that day I was expecting uh, the doctor saying to me, okay, Mr. Robson, your surgery will be in three days, five days, because that actually was a pre-op letter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember that uh, my frustration was huge when I actually saw that um, doctor on that day uh, on Solihull Hospital, and then he said to me, well... Um, I've got um, good news and bad news for you. The good news is, yes, you're going to have your surgery. But the bad news is your surgery now can take up to six months. <laughs> and when he said that to me, um, Silvana, my wife, was there with me. And then I looked to, to my wife and she looked at me. And then she actually, <laughs> I could see on her eyes, she was like... She, You'd like she was willing to grab his <laughs> neck. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And then she wow. took, you know, in front. Yeah. She, she said, she said, doctor, please, can't you see? My husband lost a lot of weight. This and that. This and that. And he said, I know, I know, lady, I know, but nothing that I can do. There's two options: or he wait, or he give up. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> was was difficult that day. Uh, I remember that. Um, we left the hospital, and I remember that we, we prayed again. That mm -hmm. Straight away, we did pray, me and my, my wife, and we said, God, you saw everything that that doctor said to us, but we believe that you have different plans for us. And what happened next? Then we, um, I spoke to a sister here at church, Marta. Uh -huh. You know, um, yeah. she works for the NHS. Uh-huh. And Martha said, Robbie, uh, she called more Robbie, everyone yeah. <laughs> called me Robbie. She said, I am going to help you. I will help you. And I, I, I'm sure that God was also using Martha mm -hmm. to help me. Yeah. And Martha said, I'm going to write, um, I'm going to tell you uh, what to write down. 
and you're gonna complain to the NHS mm-hmm. and I said okay okay I will do then <laughs> so uh, we did write a letter and then also we sent an email mm-hmm. and uh, we we said we did explain everything that was going on the difficulties uh, the difficulties uh, sorry that I was going through and um, and uh, she said okay and then now we pray mm-hmm. And we send the letter and the email. Right. One week after, I had a, a letter back and saying, thank you very much for your letter. We do apologize for this, for that. So I did it. They did explain the situation that the NHS was going through uh-huh. uh, with, with the hospitals and on the West Midlands. And, uh, and then one, one person actually uh, did call me. Mm-hmm. And that person was uh, uh, like a counselor or a health advisor from the NHS. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember that person said, okay, I've took your case. Um, I'm working on your behalf now. So I will speak to the, the um, uh, surgery team uh, that's supposed to be operating you. Mm-hmm. And I will explain to them the urgency of your situation. And she said, thank you. I said, thank you. And, uh, and that's it. That, uh, for me, that was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then that took another month, <laughs> <laughs> another four weeks. And, um, but then one day, uh, that lady did call me and she said, did you receive any letter? I said, no, lady, I did not. And she said, okay, probably you're going to receive a letter soon because I spoke to the, the, the surgery team again and they said your operation is for the 20th mm-hmm. of May. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I've actually sent you a text, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and you then, said that you, you'd got it through for the 20th of May. And yes. did they then stick to that date? They did, didn't they, I think? Yes, they did. Yeah. Um, which um, the team actually uh, that was um, that did they made the surgery was an amazing team. Yeah, was a uh, Canadian uh, doctor. Yeah, um, a a British um, um, anaesthetic. How do you call that? I think uh, it's anaesthetist. Anaesthetist. Yeah, it's a hard word to say in English. Yeah. Hard, hard word to say in Especially any language. Especially for a, a half Brazilian <laughs> and half Italian I, guy. Like exactly. Me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, but so they you, actually they they uh, showed me the the theater, mm-hmm. how it works, all the machines and everything. That was really really calm, and really actually pleasant to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Yeah. Situation despite you know all the the the, the awkward uh, moment going yeah. going to the surgery, mm-hmm. but even though before the surgery I felt the presence of the Lord with me all the time. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and then was really um really good the operation happened uh two and a half hours of uh, surgery yeah mm-hmm. they removed the gallbladder they removed uh, you know the, the stones they, rec- they they've done a reconstruction in one of the tubes that um, had to be done okay uh, for the stomach as well so uh, yes and and are you pain free now is I'm it absolutely pain free um, what was it? What, I'm guessing there was some pain following the surgery, but when that pain subsided, what was it like to get to be back to normal? How did that um, feel? Basically, after the surgery, I had a pain because I had to recover. That was normal. Mm-hmm. 
But then, two months after, I had again a slightly pain mm-hmm. on the same place. On the like, look like was this same situation coming back. And then I remember uh, one Thursday night, I I I I met the guys for the Portuguese speakers um, life group mm-hmm. in church, uh, Pastor Ivan, and I remember I I I commented about that with him and then he said shall we pray now mm-hmm. because we're going to rebuke this pain we don't accept this pain anymore and if this is something that is not normal we will not accept it and i said amen okay yeah. i remember uh, we we gathered together uh, luciana was there and uh, mauricio deborah Silvana, and we prayed and uh, we declared pain free mm-hmm. and then since then um absolutely fine i even did um I, I went to the gp recently just for a review okay and the doctor uh checked everything and he said robbie you are 100 percent good you, you are really well and i said thank you doctor but thank you jesus for that this is discipleship for busy blow busy blokes busy blokes I, listening to your story like fully i mean we've i i know a bit bits of the story as we've gone through it because you know we've we've on the team have prayed for you and i've prayed for you and we've we've heard your journey but it's quite interesting to me hearing the whole thing from the beginning to the end just how much prayer went on because you prayed to god when you were in pain other people have prayed for you Marta prayed for you to bring that that you know that uh, appointment forward yes um what would you say about prayer to a person listening what i would say about prayer it's it's a powerful tool mm-hmm. that every christian and even non-christian should put in practice i my whole life um was based in in prayer time mm-hmm. uh you know I've, I've i have many 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 other stories and uh, uh, when i prayed and uh, and that was really the the key the tool to go yeah. through to have doors opened and situations resolved yeah so i would i would recommend uh if you don't pray just start praying and i when i say praying i'm not saying sometimes you have to stop everything and pray mm-hmm. what i'm saying is start chatting with god like yeah. you chatting with your friend, your sister, your brother, your mum, your dad, your work, you know, a friend works. And then just start like a, a normal conversation with God. Yeah. And then mm. you're going to see the results will come through. That's incredible. And this is what I would say. Yeah. Um, I, I really recommend pray. Prayer is a, is a um, live tool that you can use and that works. For sure. That's fantastic. It did work for me. It certainly <laughs> seems to work for you. And I'm just so glad that God's answered your prayer and, you know, that he's come through for you and that you have re- been returned to normal. That's just so encouraging to hear that story. Yeah, I'm back to life. Um, I'm back to the worship team at church yeah. because I remember being eight months away from the worship team and that was killing me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I grew up singing and I'm not really good singer, but I... I I like singing. And then uh, to be part of the worship team, and then also the support that the, the church gave me, uh, keeping me with the worship team, even though when I was uh, away, mm-hmm. you know, I was um, I was supported by the worship team leaders, and that was amazing as well. 
That's great. That's so good. So good to hear your story. I I think to be honest, I'd love to just call it a day there if that's okay and you know we had some other ideas but what you've talked about is really very significant I think and um, the, the power of prayer and persisting through a challenge I think a lot of blokes listening to, the, to this uh, podcast will really connect with that um, one last thing would you be kind enough to pray for us to close the podcast off is that yes. right yeah, that'd no, be a real privilege fine, thanks yes. Robson thank you dear God I, I thank you for the opportunity to be here um, just recording this podcast with Pastor Nick. Um, I pray that you can touch that person that is uh, now listening of this. I pray that you can actually dwell among them. And I pray that you send your Holy Spirit that can heal people, that can open doors, that can give them the answer that they need now. I don't know how many people listening to this podcast, but I know that they can be touched by the Holy Spirit through this prayer. And I thank you, God, for the answers. I thank you for the doors that you are opening. And I thank you for those that are getting healed now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Robson, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. God bless you, man. <laughs> God bless you too. Thank you.